0: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. (laughs) No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Making the world a better place (laughs) one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. (laughs) All right. finest internet radio show making a world a better place one show at a time the george Wilder jr show is now on the air take it away dad all right thanks everybody for tuning in to the george Wilder jr show on blog talk radio we are still cold here in chicago and it is on a calendar it says spring what can i say we're it's cold and i'm hearing that's going to be more cold as the week progresses, progresses and uh the george wilder jr show is now on the air and <laughs> it's cold but we're on the air right uh, yeah i have a studio, in studio. Yeah, great studio wonderful studio, man cave kind of a studio and we're broadcasting out to the world i have this great big window in front of us and uh you know i can you know people are uh um uh, walking some people some people are waving you know <laughs> as they see me broadcast right uh and just hope they make it home to uh 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 turn on the show and uh, listen all right uh you've been listening to the George to the show you've been listening you just started listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, thank very much, and I do appreciate that. All right, we're going to have a lot of commentary, whatever, you know, talk and things of that nature on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Anything goes today. Free talk, anything goes. I mean, I don't have a guest lined up for today, uh, probably next week, but not today. Somehow it just didn't happen. Uh, my guest for yesterday did not show up, so, you know, sometimes you you have to do the show uh uh, um, you know, nothing stops the George Wilder Jr. show. It, it's going to always go on. It's going to always be here, um, guest or no guest. And I try to book people uh, all the time, but I can't guarantee that people will uh, actually do the show. There's some people who are who who, who have done the show and who have done been on the show two or three times repeatedly. And I don't mind that. I, I said a lot of times, if you have something you want to... Uh, Share uh, this is a platform to do it from at least one of them. You know, I know there's other radio shows out there. I know there's other podcasts out there, and and some of them are very very good. I'll never forget. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, I'm not going to uh, mention her name, but if I probably if I say something about her show on this show, and if she, and if she's listening, she would probably know. No doubt about she'd know who I'm talking about but um, when I first started out, started off uh, doing block talk radio I was listening to a lot of uh, internet radio just to try to get a feel of uh, uh, what's going on so I listened to a, to a many of them and some of them were good some were very very bad I listened to some podcasts that were that were awful and I'm not gonna name them I'm not gonna because because if I'm calling a podcast awful Pretty sure there's somebody somewhere saying you're sure George is awful, but anyway, some of them were very awful. Some were very, very good. I was shocked and surprised and amazed at the good ones. But then you got some. You you you've got some radio hosts, uh, internet radio hosts, podcast hosts. They don't give a damn about what they're doing. They're on one day a week, fifteen minutes a day, or whatever. And then they're inviting me on their show. I said, George, would you like to do our show? Come on our show to have an interview. I say, when is your show on? Well, we're on one day a week and uh, uh, for 15 minutes. I said, who's going to be listening to your show at for 15 minutes? I can't go on a show that's only last 15 minutes or 10 minutes or less. And uh, you got some shows out there, some radio shows out there, internet radio shows out there that last 10 minutes or less. And these people think that they're, a part of the uh 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 industry you know so but it was this one lady i think her show ran at least two or th- two or three times a week uh internet radio and i i was shocked that at she was the radio host she had there was plenty of guests on her show and, and uh she she was just so nice and sweet but i thought her show was a little bit boring I thought it was kind of boring, but it was funny to me because I used to love her voice. She used to have this voice, and I can't. I'm gonna see if I can try to get it. I haven't gotten it in a long time, so I'm seeing if I could do her voice. She she was sweet and amazing, but a show was boring, and at least to me, it was boring. You know, may may not to you if you listen. Anyway, hi, this is her. This 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 is how she sounded on her show, and every time I would listen to her show and uh, i would just crack up i mean i would do all kind of belly laughs, but i would never tell her because she was a sweet lady and i do think at one point in time she invited me on her show but i never i never went because i didn't think it was you know the platform for me anyway um, she would start her show by saying
1: hi everybody hi everybody hello everybody thank you for tuning in thank you so much uh we're gonna be having deborah jones on the show today and she's going to be very very thoughtful and and shortcoming on my show and i want to thank everybody out there listening. And we're going to get right down to the show today. Thank you, everybody.
0: And she was, uh, and and I would totally, totally listen to her show. And it was totally uninteresting to me, you know, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who found it interesting. That's just me. You know, I mean, if I criticize someone's show, you know, uh, I can also criticize my own. But, uh, for me, it wasn't, it just wasn't the platform for me because if you, if you, um, know what you're about and you know, uh, that something is not for you, then it's not for you. But she used to crack me up all the time. I mean, I used to, and that, that is actually the way she sounded. That's actually, she may still be out there somewhere on, 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 on the, on the internet radio and she probably be more famous or more, um, out there than I am, but uh, she sounds like a sweet lady. She sounds like she was honest. She sounds like she was religious uh, in some capacity. Uh, I don't really know uh, if that's true or not. But uh, <laughs> welcome to the George Wilder Junior Junior Show, and hopefully we'll have some fun on this on this Thursday. Uh, it's Thursday now, but the, the the day that you podcast this show it might be a little uh, little into the future, you know. So. Uh, you know, every show that I do basically, you know, is, 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 uh, I try not to make it boring. I try to be exciting, but sometimes if I'm under the weather, the show could be boring just as much as boring as the show I just got through talking about. But anyway, she was a great lady. She, I, I don't want to say was because I'm pretty sure she's still around, but um, her show just wasn't a platform for me. And and I, I I wish her well in everything that she's done or 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 is about to do. All right, let's get to what's going on in the news today. Um, Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels. Donald Trump saying that he did didn't know anything about Stormy Daniels. He didn't know anything about the hundred and thirty thousand dollars his lawyer paid to shut her up. He didn't know anything about the disclosure contract. Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, this this is a bunch of lies, and I think this plays into I think this plays into the hand of Stormy Daniels. You know, this this keeps this going because Trump said he didn't know her. The, his uh, Stormy and her lawyer says yes, he did. So obviously, it's gonna take a court to settle this, a judge and a court to settle this. You know. And we all know Trump's a liar. I mean, that's that's a given. I mean, <laughs> that's a total given. Uh, anything that Trump says, it's always the, the, the other way around, you know. If he says it's a lie, it's true. If he said he didn't do it, he done it. Uh, <laughs> and we know that. But um, um, a lot of people were surprised and caught off balance when Robert Mueller said that Trump is not a, a criminal target in the Russia probe, that's a win for Donald Trump. That is a win for Donald Trump. He may have gotten uh, a little air out of that, the reason and to the reason why he, the way he responded to Stormy Daniels. So he may have gotten a little air out of it. But the key word here is currently. He's not currently under criminal investigation. That's what the Mueller team said that he wasn't currently under criminal investi- investigation. That means, you know, we and a lot of people took that to to heart that not he's he's not under criminal investigation now, but he he may be uh, when this as is as this uh, investigation progress progresses, he may be. And then we don't know. We don't know. Uh, There is always that speculation that uh, Trump may get out of this. Um, Mueller may not have anything whatsoever as the American people wait patiently for Donald Trump to be taken to jail in handcuffs. It may not happen. Um, He said um, uh, there's reports that Mueller and his team said that Trump wasn't currently under criminal investigation. But they are still investigating um, the Russia collusion. But he's not under any criminal investigation. Some people think that the Mueller team was just lying to bait Trump into. Some people think that that was a a, a bait um, going out to Donald Trump that he that Donald Trump is actually under, uh, invest in criminal investigation. He's actually under, but uh, you know. If if Mueller would have came out and said that Donald Trump is under criminal investigation, Donald Trump probably would not want to speak to him, but he'll say, well, I'm I'm going to jail. Why would I want to talk to you anyway to further my sentence? Uh, so a lot of people are saying, well, and a lot of people are disappointed because a lot of people know that they want Trump out of the White House. They don't feel that he's, he's, he's unfit to be in the White House. He's unfit to be president and to hear this news. That uh, Mueller is currently not uh, investigating criminal charges against Donald Trump was a blow to Americans. That was a blow to a lot of Americans, and that start um, and that's starting all kind of speculation. Well, Mueller is a Republican, and Donald Trump is a Republican. Um, this may go nowhere. Everybody was saying, "Well, Mueller's Robert Mueller is." Going after the big enchilada, he's 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 going through the little fish to get to the big fish, and now it doesn't seem as though that is coming to fruition because Mueller and his team said he's they're not currently uh, they're not currently uh, investigating Donald Trump uh, with Russia. So I, what I get out of that is they're. Investigating a lot of other people, and then they will get to Donald Trump i have the I have a feeling that Mueller knows everything about Donald Trump. He knows that this guy should not be in the White House. He knows that this guy is a liar. He knows that this guy is a criminal, but he knows that the world is focusing on him and his investigation. And he's a Republican. So we don't know what's going on. We can only trust Bob Mueller, but it seems like maybe we can't trust Bob Mueller. I mean, Donald Trump has broken so many laws right out in the open. (laughs) He has lied right out there in the open. He has uh, trashed the constitution right out there in the open. He doesn't give a damn about the constitution. He doesn't think he's president. He thinks he's a dictator. We have a Congress. We have a uh, we have a Congress. We have a judicial system, and we have an executive body, and they all have equal power. But it's it's a shame that the Republicans in Congress just letting Donald Trump just wreck the world. Wreck it, wreck the United States. I'm pretty sure they're going to come out close to the midterms (laughs) and um, try to uh, salvage some of this, but I don't think it's going to work. And talk about some of these tariffs that Donald Trump is putting on some of these goods. It's going to drive everything, if you, everything of everything through the roof. You know, I mean, he is really, you know, this tariffs on China and China's getting pissed off and they're going to come back and put their tariffs on us and it's going to drive people out of business. It's going to take away jobs. But Donald Trump and his demented demeanor, you know, he wants this because this is a war on America. He's going to make you and you and me, he's going to make our lives miserable. That's what he wants because he he figures we don't like him and he's going to. Come fighting back and try to uh, destroy and take away everything that we love and enjoy and that we have uh, prospered off of. This is Donald Trump. You know, and now he's talking about sending troops. He signed some sort of, maybe maybe it was an executive order. He signed an executive order sending um, National Guard troops to guard the border until there is a wall built this is crazy this is crazy you know but i'm hearing that bush and obama done the same thing but at least they had a plan they had a well well well-oiled plan of how to pay for it how they're gonna what they're gonna do and all this kind of stuff there is no plan the only thing that's coming out of donald trump's mouth is i'm gonna send these um troops uh these these uh national guard troops to the border my understanding is that national guard troops are just temporary i mean they're like weakened warriors they're like weakened warriors but i i feel that the majority of them the majority of these national guard soldiers women and young women and young men i mean it, they would have to volunteer to do this. I mean, I, I don't think you can just force and make them to want to do this. They would have to volunteer, and they want to get paid. And that's one of the things that has not been uh, talked about. How in the hell are they going to get paid? They're not going to go over there and just, you know, stand there and guard this and guard that all night long, stand up and without getting a paycheck. And that has not been worked out as of yet, according, uh, you know, at the at – the, at this point in the show that has not been worked out but uh we're gonna do a little bit more about it because this is very very important okay (laughs) every time you read the news there's somebody in trump's administration being investigated for something trump hires the dumbest people in the world to be a part of his team the cabinet and these people when they when when they are confirmed or whatever in office they um the the first thing they start doing is misusing taxpayer money abusing taxpayer funds you know instead of using their own money their own paycheck or whatever they want to use taxpayer money and that's where that's what get them get them in trouble uh and there are ethics violations also i mean trump picks the worst people to head these uh, agencies and departments within the federal government. He picks the worst folks. And there is nothing you can basically say, you know? I mean, (laughs) Trump is Trump, you know? And um, like I said, the the Robert, this... This this bit coming from the... um, Robert Mueller team that Trump will not be, uh, is not being at this time, currently at this time, is not being uh, invested, investigated as as criminal. Yeah, you know, it, it's a blow to Americans. It's a blow to all of us. It's, it might have been a blow to Donald Trump. He thought he was going to jail. Uh, he still may be going to jail. It's just that the, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that um, Robert Mueller is probably, as I've said before, he's probably getting the uh, the little fish out of the way to get to the big fish so far. Who knows? Let's hope so. Trump is obsessed with Amazon because he wants to crush the Washington Post. Yeah, he wants to crush it. He does. And Jeff Bezos, uh, the CEO of Amazon, he owns the Washington Post. And Donald Trump wants to do that. I don't think he can do that. OK, um, Trump is not a dictator. He doesn't have all the power in the in the world. Uh, he's the president of the United States. He doesn't he doesn't consider himself as being a servant uh, of the people. He considers the people being his servants. And I, I just think he's making a mockery of the Oval Office. He's trashing the White House. He's and he's an idiot. You know, he's he's a buffoon and an idiot, a con man, you know, a clown. This is what this guy is. He does want to be a dictator. He wants to be like Kim Jong-un. He wants to be like his girlfriend, Vladimir Putin. He wants, these are dictators. And this is what Trump wants to be. But I don't think he's going, <laughs> there's nothing going to happen. Uh, that's not going to happen. Okay, the midterms are coming. Please get out there and vote, folks. Uh, Don't just throw Donald Trump out of the White House. Kick him out of the White House. The guy has. And as I said before, every day leading up to the midterms, Donald Trump destroys a little bit more of the United States. Uh, and, And if you think about it, a lot of the things that Donald Trump is doing right now, he's not doing it through legislation. Congress has nothing to do with what he's doing. He's doing with his pen, the executive orders. This is how he's doing everything through executive orders. He must have he must have written about a hundred of them or more, two hundred executive orders, sending troops to the uh, to guard the, the 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 border. That's an executive order. Upending all of Obama's executive orders, making. Uh, the air less cleaner. I mean, you can go on and on and on with the executive orders that he's signed. Majority of the executive orders that he's signed is about undoing Obama. He is so jealous of Obama. He wants to. He wants. He wants the world to know that he wants to try to make the world know, uh, that Obama never existed. He he wants Obama wiped off the books but mr president, Mr. Donald Trump, that's never gonna happen because you're the worst president in the United States. you're the worst president ever you can't you can't try to erase a memory of any president because you're so awful and you continue to be awful. All right, you guys been listening to the George Wilder Jr show on blog talk radio. sometimes I get a little a little um passionate on the show. Here's Ashley Judd. We've done this before on the show, but uh, this is Ashley Judd. She's such a great speaker, a great talker. Uh, In some cases, I think she'd be a great actress if she got in the right parts. But anyway, this is interesting.
2: Ashley Judd stupid fucking slut you can't sue someone for calling them a cunt if you can't handle the internet fuck off whore I wish Ashley Judd would die a horrible death she is the absolute worst Ashley Judd you're the reason women shouldn't vote twisted is such a bad movie I don't even want to rape it Whatever you do, don't tell Ashley Judd she'll die alone with a dried out vagina. If I had to fuck an older woman, oh my God, I would fuck the shit out of Ashley Judd. That bitch is hot AF, the unforgivable shit I would do to her. Online misogyny is a global gender rights tragedy, and it is imperative that it ends. and women's voices and our allies' voices are constrained in ways that are personally, economically, professionally, and politically damaged. And when we curb abuse, we will expand freedom. I am a Kentucky basketball fan, so on a fine March day last year, I was doing one of the things I do best. I was cheering for my Wildcats. The daffodils were blooming, but the referees were not blowing the whistle when I was telling them to. Funny, they're very friendly to me before the opening tip, but they really ignore me during the game. Three of my players were bleeding, so I did the next best thing. I tweeted. It is routine for me to be treated in the ways I've already described to you. It happens to me every single day on social media platforms, such as Twitter and Facebook. Since I joined Twitter in 2011, misogyny and misogynists have amply demonstrated they will dog my every step. My spirituality, my faith, being a hillbilly, I can say that, you can't, all of it is fair game. And I have responded to this with various strategies. I've tried engaging people. This one guy was sending me hyper sexual nasty stuff and there was a girl in his avatar and I wrote him back and said, is that your daughter? I feel a lot of fear that you may think about and talk to women this way. And he surprised me by saying, you know what? You're right, I apologize. Sometimes people want to be held accountable. This one guy was musing to, I don't know who, that maybe I was a definition of a cunt. I was married to a Scot for 14 years. So I said, cunt means many different things in different countries. But I'm pretty sure you epitomize the global standard of a dick. I've tried to rise above it, I've tried to get in the trenches, but mostly I would scroll through these social media platforms with one eye partially closed, trying not to see it, but you can't make a cucumber out of a pickle. What is seen goes in, it's traumatic. And I was always secretly hoping in some part of me that what was being said to me and about me wasn't true. Because even I, an avowed self-declared feminist, who worships at the altar of Gloria. Internalize the patriarchy. This is really critical. Patriarchy is not boys and men. It is a system in which we all participate, including me. On that particular day, for some reason, that particular tweet after the basketball game triggered something called a cyber mob. This vitriolic, global, outpouring of the most heinous hate speech death threats rape threats and don't you know when I was sitting at home alone in my nightgown I got a phone call and it was my beloved former husband and he said on a voicemail loved one what is happening to you is not okay and there was something about him taking a stand for me that night that allowed me to take a stand for myself and I started to write I started to write about sharing the fact that I'm a survivor of all forms of sexual abuse, including three rapes. And the hate speech I get in response to that. These are just some of the comments posted to news outlets. Being told I'm a snitch is really fun. Thank you, Jesus. May your grace and mercy shine. So I wrote this feminist op-ed. It is entitled... Forget your team. It is your online gender violence toward girls and women that can kiss my righteous ass. (laughs) And I did that alone, and I published it alone because my chief advisor said, please don't. The rain of retaliatory garbage that is inevitable, I fear for you but I trust girls and I trust women and I trust our allies. It was published, it went viral, it proves that every single day online misogyny is a phenomenon endured by us all all over the world and when it is intersectional, it is worse. Sexual orientation, gender identity, race, ethnicity, religion, you name it, it amplifies the violence endured by girls and women and for our younger girls, it is worse. It's clearly traumatizing our mental health, our emotional well-being are so gravely affected because the threat of violence is experienced neurobiologically as violence. The cortisol shoots up, the limbic system gets fired. We lose productivity at work. And let's talk about work. Our ability to work is constrained. Online searches of women applying for jobs reveal nude pictures of them false allegations they have STDs their addresses indicating that they are available for sex with real examples of people showing up at this house for said sex our ability to go to school is impaired 96 percent of all postings of sexual images in our young people girls Our girls, our boys, are two to three times more likely, non-consensually, to share images. And I want to say a word about revenge porn. Part of what came out of this tweet was my getting connected with allies and other activists who are fighting for a safe and free internet. We started something called the Speech Project, Curbing Abuse, Expanding Freedom, and that website provides a critical forum because there is no global legal thing to help us figure this out. But we do provide on that website a standardized list of definitions because it's hard to attack a behavior in the right way if we're not all sharing a definition of what that behavior is. And I learned that revenge porn is often dangerously misapplied. It is the non-consensual sharing of an image used tactically to shame and humiliate a girl or woman that attempts to pornography us, our natural sexuality is, I don't know about yours, pretty gorgeous and wonderful. And my expressing it does not pornography make. So I have all these resources that I'm keenly aware so many people in the world do not. I was able to start the speech project with colleagues. I can often get a social media company's attention. I have a wonderful visit to Facebook HQ coming up. Hasn't helped the idiotic reporting standards yet. I actually pay someone to scrub my social media feeds, attempting to spare my brain the daily iterations of the trauma of hate speech. And guess what? I get hate speech for that. Oh, you live in an echo chamber. Well, guess what? Having someone post a photograph of me with my mouth open, saying they can't wait to come on my face, I have a right to set that boundary. And this distinction between virtual and real is specious because, guess what? That actually happened to me once when I was a child. And so that tweet brought up that trauma. And I had to do work on that. But you know what we do? We take all of this hate speech and we disaggregate it and we code it and we give that data so that we understand the intersectionality of it. You know, when I get porn, when it's about political affiliation, when it's about age, when it's about all of it, we're gonna win this fight. There are a lot of solutions. Thank goodness. I'm going to offer just a few. And of course, I challenge you to create and contribute your own. Number one, we have to start with digital media literacy, and clearly it must have a gendered lens. Kids, schools, caregivers, parents, it's essential. Two, shall we talk about our friends in tech? Said with dignity and respect, the sexism in your workplaces must end. edge the global standard for gender equality is the minimum standard and guess what silicon valley if l'oréal in india in the philippines in brazil and in russia can do it you can too enough excuses Only when women have critical mass in every department at your companies including building platforms from the ground up will the conversations about priorities and solutions change. And more love for my friends in tech profiteering off misogyny and video games must end. I'm so tired of hearing you talk to me at cocktail parties, like you did a couple weeks ago in Aspen, about how deplorable hashtag Gamergate was when you're still making billions of dollars off games that maim and dump women for sport. Basta, as the Italians would say. Enough. Our friends in law enforcement, have much to do because we've seen that online violence is an extension of in-person violence. In our country, more girls and women have been murdered by their intimate partners than died on 9-11 and have died since in Afghanistan and Iraq combined. And it's not cool to say that, but it is true. We care so much geopolitically about what men are doing over there to women over there. In 2015, 72,828 women used intimate partner violence services in this country. That is not counting the girls and women and boys who needed them. Law enforcement must be empowered with up-to-date internet technology, the devices and an understanding of these platforms, how they work. The police wanted to be helpful when Amanda Hess called about the death threat she was getting on Twitter, but they couldn't really when they said, what's Twitter? Our legislators must write and pass astute legislation that reflects today's technology and our notions of free and hate speech. In New York recently, the law could not be applied to a perpetrator because the crimes must have been committed, even if it was anonymous, they must have been committed by telephone, in mail, by telegraph. (laughs) The language must be technologically neutral. So apparently, I've got a pretty bold voice. So let's talk about our friends, white men. You have a role to play and a choice to make. You can do something or you can do nothing. We're cool in this room, but when this goes out, everyone will say, oh my God, she's a reverse racist. That quote was said by a white man, Robert Morris, chairperson Price Waterhouse Cooper. He asked me to include it in my talk. We need to grow support lines and help groups. So victims can help each other when their lives and finances have been derailed. We must, as individuals, disrupt gender violence as it is happening. 92% of young people, 29 and under, witness it. 72% of us have witnessed it. We must have the courage and urgency to practice stopping it as it is unfolding. And lastly, believe her. Believe her.
1: All right. Thank you, Ashley,
0: for that. Thank you so much. That was a great talk. She's a great talker. I'm going to have her on the show one day live, uh, if possible. You know, she's busy. All right. Trump says he didn't know about Stormy Daniels' payment. I mean, if you've been following this, folks, you know that's a blatant lie. (laughs) What else can you expect from Donald Trump but lies his lawyer paid stormy down this is documented and this is true that uh, if you following do you know that his lawyers his lawyer i think it's michael cohen or something his lawyer uh paid stormy daniels $130,000 to shut up about their sexual encounter i think it was 2006 2007 something like that and now he's saying he doesn't know about stormy daniels payment Um, um President Donald Trump said on Thursday he did not know about the $130,000 payment made to the adult film star Stormy Daniels for her silence, shut up money, you know, hush money. Um, His first public acknowledgement of the scandal surrounding the alleged sexual affair that has has plagued him for months. (laughs) No, a terse Trump told uh, reporters aboard Air Force One which is paid for by taxpayers when questioned about his knowledge about the of the payment which was made by his private attorney private attorney his private attorney why would a private attorney for someone pay uh hush money you're going to be doing if you're going to pay that you're going to be doing it on the uh advice or You're going to try and you're doing it to try to uh save face for your clients and he admitted paying now trump says he knows nothing about it when stormy's day when stormy's lawyer saying that he did he did but he didn't sign the agreement so if if he didn't sign the agreement to shut her up then there's no signature then she's trying to get out of the contract but uh one thing that might be against Stormy Daniels is that, the, is that she, she accepted the money. The judge might say, well, you accepted the money. Yeah, but there was no signature on the contract, on the disclo- disclosure uh, agreement, you know. So, you know, this should go to the courts. Let let a judge decide. Let a jury decide, you know. Um, the one-word response broke months a month-long a month public silence from Trump on the matter, though he fumed about the issue in private and adamantly denied his associates his associates, Daniel's claim he had an affair with her in 2006. Wow. An agitated Trump. Trump is always agitated. He's always mean. He's always vile. He's always shouting. He's always firing people which he does nothing, knows nothing about what he's doing in government. If Trump knows anything about what he's doing in government, he's getting it from someone else. Somebody is telling him what to do. Some Somebody is telling him where else can he go fuck something, something up at. Yeah, uh, I think Trump wakes up every day, uh, you know, wondering what he's going to fuck up today, what he's going to try to do today he doesn't know anything about government what he knows is that he has people around him telling him what he should do how he should do it and what is the cause and the effect of after he's done it he doesn't know crap he the people around him uh who they don't know crap either and they, it's like the nothing's telling uh the nothing what to do and nothing gets done only thing that gets done is a lot of damage to the united states You know, so Trump says, well, you have to ask Michael Cohen, Trump said. Michael Cohen is my attorney. You'll have to ask Michael. You mean to tell me that your private attorney pays a a, a porn star $130,000 to keep quiet and you know nothing about it? He's working for you. He's your private attorney. You guys are close like uh, two needles in a haystack. You're close. You're very close. You're, you're, you're buddies. You're friends. And you know nothing about that that hush money? Give me a break. Let's say if he did not know anything about it. And Lord knows he did know something about it. If he didn't know anything about it, then his lawyer, in in my estimation, could have committed a crime. Especially if this is tied to some sort of campaign money, campaign funds. Trump knew it. I mean, he had to know. There's nothing this guy doesn't know. Nobody's going to act for this, act on the benefit of Donald Trump if. if he didn't know anything about this. He knew it, he knew it, he knew it. All right, you've been listening to the George walter Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. We are still, it, it still feels like winter here, folks, in the city of Chicago. And I'm pretty sure in other places too, it feels like winter. Spring has not sprung yet. I'm hearing it's gonna, gonna get a little nicer next week, but that's next week. We still got a few more days or another week of this stuff. Uh, this coldness. People are talking about the weather. It's talking, talking about more snow, 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 ice on the ground. is freezing. And, I, and I've said this many, many times before. I, the seasons, uh, uh, when I say seasons, I'm talking about winter, spring, summer, fall. You can barely recognize these seasons anymore. You never know what's going to happen. It could snow in July. Who knows? I think it happened at one point, you know. Uh, we can only just... Uh, and a lot of people are uh, saying that it's climate change or something or other, you know, stuff that we're sending into the atmosphere up there—debris, smoke, and all that kind of thing. Um, it, it may be something to that, <laughs> and it's messing up the uh, conjecture, you know. It may be something to that, you know. But anyway, it gets cold in the city of Chicago. People are wearing big thick, heavy boots, coats, caps, skull, caps, gloves, earmuffs in April. So next month, um, May, who knows what's going to hell happen, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just something um, you have to deal with. And on yesterday's show, we did a tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King because it was his uh, april 4th was celebrating his um his 50 years after his death he was assassinated by james earl jones i uh, you, you hear all these celebrations of martin luther king but you never hear about the um the alleged uh he always denied he didn't do it but uh james earl jones you have ever you never hear hear, hear his name you know but my he was assassinated and uh Seem like when people die, you learn so much about them when they're dead than when, when you knew them when they were alive, um, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, this Stormy Daniels thing is not going to go away, folks. It's not going to go away. You've been listening to the George Wanda Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, and we will be right back. Better place <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wanda Jr. Show is now... The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. <music>
3: In the nurse, all
0: righty.
3: is Carol Howell and I'm with UC Davis Center for Healthy Aging and it is my pleasure to introduce Dr. Laura Musqueda. She is the chief of geriatrics at UC Irvine School of Medicine and she's a professor of family medicine and holds the Ronald W. Reagan Endowed Chair in Geriatrics. She sees patients at the UC Irvine Senior Health Center and participates in research and education as well and her topic today is on elder abuse. Thanks Carol. It's a pleasure to be here to talk to you about this important topic of elder abuse. It's going to be a challenging topic though. This is something that we don't talk about very often and I think we really need to start challenging everybody in our society to think about this issue of elder abuse and understand it a little bit more. It's challenging in a number of different ways. I want people to imagine what it's like in terms of of what elder abuse really is. To really ponder what it means to people, to take it beyond just the fact that, oh, that's a real shame that this occurs in our society, but to understand it as a trauma, it really is to the people who are directly affected by it and everybody who loves them. I want you to acknowledge that this really exists, and I'm going to prove it to you as we talk today, Um, and I want you to believe two things. I want you to believe that anyone can be a victim and anyone can be a perpetrator. And this, I think, is particularly challenging for us to really understand and take in. Well, what do we mean when we talk about elder abuse? There are a variety of of categories of elder abuse, as defined in state law in California, and I have them listed here on the screen, physical, sexual, financial abuse, neglect by other people towards somebody, neglecting yourself. Um, issues of abandonment and abduction, where people are actually taken across state lines, um, and psychological abuse. All of these types of abuse that I've just uh, mentioned are reportable abuse. Um, in other words, we are required, many of us, to report these to the state if we have a suspicion. Um, although psychological abuse or emotional abuse is an optional report. We're going to focus in on uh, the topic of physical abuse, neglect, and um, Uh, and some issues related to sexual abuse as well. I'm going to go through a few examples and um, unfortunately I have to tell you that these examples are based on real cases um, that I have been involved in. Here's an example of financial abuse. A 55-year-old woman who threatens her mother, if you don't sign over, sign on the dotted line to pay for my car, you're going to go into a nursing home. Another example, a 30-year-old man who befriends a a widow. She's lonely, she's depressed, she lost her husband less than a year ago. Um, and, And what people who are sort of predators will often do is find a hole, a gap, an emotional need somebody has and fill that. And what does he do? He obtains the password for her ATM card and offers to help her buy groceries. And then he also helps himself to cash so that he has some for his own spending to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars over a period of a year. Examples of physical abuse, pulling somebody's hair, in fact dragging somebody by their hair across a carpet, throwing food or objects at somebody, denying access to pain medication, Um, Slapping, hitting, punching. A recent case I'm involved in involves a 16-year-old girl who was punching her grandmother in the face. These are the sad realities of what's going on. One of the more hidden types of abuse that I'd like to bring to your attention has to do with neglect. And before I give you some examples of neglect, I think it deserves a little bit of an explanation. When we talk about neglect, we're talking about a relationship somebody who has assumed responsibility or care and custody for another individual who's unable to care for themselves. And when this person who has assumed this responsibility does not provide appropriate care such as basics, food, clothing and shelter, medical care, making sure the person's hygiene is reasonably taken care of, looking after things like health and safety hazards, when these things are not attended to in a reasonable way, we call this neglect. Here are some of the examples that that I've uh, seen. People who are lying in urine and feces, and I don't just mean a dirty diaper for a few minutes here or there. I mean people who are lying in their own urine and feces for hours, days, weeks at a time. People who have very elongated, filthy nails, matted hair, living in filthy conditions. People who are not fed or given fluids and they become malnourished and dehydrated. It's not good enough for somebody who's unable to to get around to just leave some food at the bedside if they can't reach for it and feed themselves. People who develop deep open wounds that we call pressure sores, sometimes all the way down to their bones because no one has repositioned them and they're unable to move on their own. These are some examples of neglect that we see. Well how common is this problem of elder abuse? It's a great, great question. But it's a very hard one to answer. As you can imagine, it's hard to just knock on somebody's door and say, is anybody abusing grandma? So the question then becomes, how do we figure out how common a problem it is? We also need to, to understand that there are some difficulties in establishing abuse related to people's reluctance to even admit it's occurring. Not only can we not knock on the door to ask if anybody's abusing grandma, but grandma might, might not want to tell us if there's abuse going on. Um, She might be ashamed that her own grandson is doing this to her. Um, Many older adults fear losing their independence and in fact would rather remain at home in an abusive situation than go to a facility such as a nursing home. Again, a very sad reality. Um, And unlike children, older adults can just sort of fade quietly away in our society and nobody thinks about it, nobody questions it. With kids, if they don't show up at school, we wonder what has happened to them. But we're very accepting of older adults sort of disappearing. Oh, they got sick and you never see them again. So it's hard to know really what's going on sometimes. People who are being abused might be so incapacitated physically, cognitively, emotionally, that they're unable to even report that they're being abused. So people might be too incapacitated to report, but the other thing that sometimes occur is that signs of abuse may be missed or mistaken for for usual aging. After all, it's pretty common to have bruises as we get older. It's not uncommon to have a hip fracture, and so it can be really difficult to tell whether or not some of these injuries were a result of abuse or just something that happened by mistake. So I'm going to give you our best guess or guesstimate um, in terms of how common abuse is. But we also want to recognize that it probably is an underestimate. The best study we have so far is called the National Elder Abuse Incident Study, published ten years ago now, uh, 1998, where there was some attempt to quantify the problem. And this is what they found, is that in a one-year period there were 236,000 reports of seniors abused at home and 50,000 reports of abuse in nursing homes. I want you to really pay attention to this because one of the common myths is that abuse occurs in nursing homes and it's really not an issue in society when the reality is is that the vast majority of abuse occurs in private homes and the most common perpetrator is a family member. What did they learn? Well, not only do you have 236,000 reports of, of abuse in the community, 50,000 in nursing homes, but for every report of abuse, at least five. Some people think maybe triple that go unreported. So when you look at the numbers you're talking about at least a million older adults in 1998 victims of abuse. This is a big problem. So what happens now when we start projecting out in terms of numbers of older adults who live in the United States? And let's take a look at a graph for just a moment to, to, uh, to examine this issue. You can see that the number of people over the age of 65, of course, is rising at a very, very rapid rate. One of the wonderful things now is that our life expectancies um, have gone up in a very dramatic fashion in just the past 100 years. But pay attention in particular to this red line, people who are 85 and over. They are the most rapidly growing segment of our society in the United States. Uh, Their numbers of people over the age of 85 are growing at an exponential rate. Look at the way the number takes off after the year 2030 and that's not very far off. Why do we have a special category for elders? I mean um, in California the law is that after the age of 65 is when we call something elder abuse. Does that mean it's okay to abuse somebody when they're 64 and then on their birthday at 65 it becomes criminal? Well the reason we really talk about this special category for elders is that as we grow older we do become more vulnerable to mistreatment and so it just becomes a practical matter to have kind of an age cut off for it which i think is a reasonable way to go what are some of these vulnerabilities well as we grow older it might be harder to defend ourselves from being abused it might be harder to defend yourself from somebody coming at you with a blow so it might be harder physically to defend yourself and certainly emotionally it might be harder to defend yourself against some of the verbal attacks that can be landed at you you also may need more dependent on others than you have in the past. Uh, We're all used to and enjoy being fairly independent creatures and now if we begin to have some difficulty and we need help with very personal things like dressing, like grooming, like hygiene, all of a sudden there are more people involved in your life, more hands touching you, and again vulnerabilities uh, increase. There's also this fear that we talked about a few minutes ago, fear of losing your independence if a report is made. So now somebody might really be able to threaten you, sign over the house or I won't let you live in your own home anymore to help you stay in your own home. You'll have to go into a nursing home. Older adults are very susceptible to these sorts of threats and that's quite easy to imagine. I want to spend just a moment talking to you about dementia as a special issue. I certainly have observed time and time again that people with dementia are particularly vulnerable to elder abuse. Alzheimer's disease, of course, is the most common type of dementia And we need to recall that dementia is not just memory loss, but loss of other cognitive functions. So that people with a dementia certainly have short-term memory loss, but also have problems with things like judgment, reasoning, insight, language, difficulty comprehending things. And so you can imagine, as people go through different stages of dementia, their risk of abuse also can be quite high. So in the early stages when you're having memory trouble and difficulty comprehending things, people might have you sign on the dotted line and you might lose thousands of dollars, you might lose your house, other sorts of financial abuse that occurs. As people then move through the different stages of dementia and in the very end stage be very dependent, they may end up suffering from some very severe neglect. Dementia gets much more common as we grow older. So if you look at everybody over the age of 65, About three to five percent of people have a dementing illness. But past the age of 85, you're probably dealing with close to half of our population with dementia. And remember back to that slide we looked at a moment ago in terms of the growth of people over the age of 65, the growth of the number of people over the age of 85 in our society. People who have dementia may be unable to report abuse. You may no, no longer be able to use a telephone. Um, or know how to make a report. One thing that really scares me is we tend to really discount people who have dementing illnesses like Alzheimer's disease. So if a report is made, they're not believed. After all, they have a dementia. We really can't believe anything they say, and they get discounted. And people, particularly in the middle and later stages, may be unable to even recognize that they're being abused because they have such severe cognitive difficulties. They don't even comprehend the bad situation that they're in. Why is this happening? Why does elder abuse occur? Um, And we don't really know the answer to this question, but I want to throw out a few possibilities for us to think about and perhaps you can argue about them with some folks later on. Is it a mental illness problem or is it a caregiver who has, say, a bipolar disorder or has schizophrenia or has some other sort of mental health problem that makes them unable to properly care for a loved one? Is it that we just live in a violent society? That now pushing and shoving and and, um, um, hitting people has become more commonplace, and this is now translating into older adults as well. Is it a sense of entitlement? I'm going to get that money anyway. I may as well get it sooner than later. Is it stress? Boy, I'm trying to take care of the kids. My husband wants dinner as soon as he gets home. And now I'm taking care of his mother, my mother-in-law, and I just can't handle all this. And she keeps asking me the same question over and over again. And finally, I just can't take it. So I just feel stressed. Or is that an excuse? Is it, as many people in the domestic violence community talk to us, really an issue of power and control? And we certainly see domestic violence in late life. Is it an issue of ageism? Do we just not care about what happens to older adults in our society? Um, Do we just feel that, well, they're old anyway, so it doesn't matter as much? This scares me, but I've heard people speak like this. It's not as important if an older adult gets abused and if a child gets abused because they're not going to live that much longer anyway. I think this is a horrible notion, and as a society, we need to confront that many of us carry these beliefs deep within us. So, some questions to ponder. What is our responsibility as family members? What is our responsibility as neighbors and friends? Are we ageist? Or do we have some concern about violating privacy? And we're always trying to balance these sorts of issues out. We don't want Big Brother watching after us. On the other hand, if we have a concern about a neighbor or a friend who we haven't seen, What is our responsibility to check in and make sure that they're okay, that they're not being isolated and kept in a back room, and that nobody's allowing phone calls to come in? I don't have answers. Right now I have questions that I'd like people to think about. What is our responsibility as a society? Are there laws that need to be enacted, or are there laws that are barriers right now to doing a good job in terms of care for older adults who are vulnerable? What role could the government play? What role should the government play? There's precious little funding right now that goes into research related to elder abuse, particularly when you compare the numbers of dollars that go into child abuse research, domestic violence research. Why is that? And who is the voice of these vulnerable elders to speak up to say, we need to do something more? What policies do we have in place right now that either allow or prevent elder abuse from occurring? So, for example, we have mandated reporting laws, and we now ask that the clergy make reports if they have a reasonable suspicion of elder abuse. Many of us fear making these sorts of reports. We fear that some sort of SWAT team is going to roll in and grab Granny out of the house, when in fact that's very far from the truth. What we have are agencies through the government called Adult Protective Services, who I think are some of the unsung heroes in our society who will go to these homes, sometimes in dangerous situations, to check on an elder to see if they're okay. One thing I've learned is it's not my responsibility to confirm whether or not abuse has occurred. My responsibility as a health care provider and my responsibility as a citizen is (coughs) simply to have a reasonable suspicion. If I have enough of a concern that abuse is occurring, I have a responsibility to report to Adult Protective Services to ask them to check on this person who we have some worries about. They'll then go to the home and hopefully try to make a face-to-face visit and establish whether or not there really is a problem going on. Why is this important? Why should you and the public really care about this issue? Remember this slide? Remember about the number of older adults who are growing in our society? Even if the percentage remains the same in terms of how common elder abuse is, the mere fact that we have growing numbers of people in our society means that this is going to be a growing problem, particularly because we don't yet understand enough about mechanisms to prevent abuse, which of course is our goal. So as the number of older adults in our society grows, and the number in particular of people over the age of 85, the most vulnerable members of our society, grows at an exponential rate, we have to care, and we have to really take more of an activist role in preventing and identifying and doing something when we think elder abuse has occurred. Some days this could be you. Any one of us can be a victim any one of us can be a perpetrator. We need to understand and believe these as truisms. I hope I've gotten you a little bit angry. Um, I hope I've stimulated your interest so that you'll want to learn more about the issue of elder abuse. I hope that you'll want to get involved in either a small or a big way. A small way that you can get involved would be to just go and tell five people about what you've learned. Just tell five people that this is a problem and you'll help us a great deal. You can also join an organization that we're starting called Elder Peace, which is really a grassroots advocacy organization. Because if you're 85 years old and you have Alzheimer's disease and you're being abused, you have no way to really go vote, you have no way to advocate for yourself, and we really need to help folks on their behalf so that this problem doesn't continue. I thank you for your attention.
0: Thank you. and we now on the air.
1: Freedom. This is what I call freedom. Freedom.
0: President Donald Trump ratcheted up the trade war rhetoric with China, saying he was considering another—he was considering another hundred billion dollars in tariffs on the country. Wow, considering Donald Trump is talking out of his ass again, but it's scary. This is really, really scary stuff because if he's going to ratchet up the trade war. Considering, considering, then China is going to ratchet up their trade war with us, and everything is going to cost more. In light of China's unfair retali- retaliation, I have instructed the. This is Donald Trump. I'm quoting Donald Trump. Uh, in light of uh, China's uh, unfair reta- retaliation, I have instructed the United States Trade Representative to consider whether a hundred. $100 billion in additional tariffs would be appropriate. The president said in a statement, this guy's crazy. He's nutty. He's out to destroy the United States. He's out to destroy um, Americans. That's what his purpose is. That, that is what his purpose is. He's a fake president. He cheated his way into office. He had folks to do it for him, like Cambridge Analytical, the Russians, the lying, the conning, and I'm hearing that when the Democrats take back the House and hopefully the Senate, he will be impeached. I just hope when it comes to that time to impeaching Donald Trump that they really stick and have the guts and the nerve and the backbone to do this because we all know the Democrats, they get weak-kneed, they lose their spine to do something that they Said they would do, or they're trying to do. Um, it it may be that we may not be able to depend on Robert Mueller to do anything, to get this guy out, to indict this guy, to subpoena him, to even talk to him face to face. Robert Mueller may he may just be in there to uh, protect Trump. Who knows? Because he's a Republican, Trump's a Republican, and the you know uh, so. It's always a possibility that uh, Robert Mueller will not get this guy because he came out saying that Trump was not currently being investigated for criminal uh, behavior, which, is, which which we know that's, that's unrealistic. Uh, uh, so I don't know. And then there's people saying maybe Stormy Daniels will bring him down. I don't know. This guy seems to dance out from under all of this. But I don't think he's going to dance out from under the the, uh, the midterm election. And he's doing all of this. He's doing so much damage leading up to the uh, midterm elections, 2018, November. Uh, and I know the Republicans are scared. I know they're sh- uh, quaking in their underwear because this, this guy is messing it up. They're going to be voted out of office. And I've said this. Many times, vote, 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 the Republicans out. We see what they're about. We know what they're about. They're a criminal or they are a criminal enterprise. There's no doubt about that. If Mueller can't see that, then, you know, then we're in trouble all the way up to until the uh, midterms, period. And we will vote them out. Donald And Donald Trump hopefully will be impeached out of office, you know. And, and by Trump doing so much damage to the United States leading up to the midterm, it's just going to make Americans vote more viciously. Walk through burning fire to get to the polls. Walk through a earth, walk through an earthquake or uh, a swamp to get to the polls to vote this guy out. Because he's hurting America. And... He's hurting the world, you know. Earlier this week, the United States announced new tariffs of 50 million dollars uh, worth of Chinese goods on 50 million dollars worth of Chinese goods, claiming that China is stealing U.S. intellectual property. Uh, China responded within an, within hours by announcing 50 billion worth of tariffs on U.S. goods. Tariffs on U.S. goods, which is going to raise prices. Astronomically raise everything. Everything is good. I mean, Michael's bikes, houses, mortgages, rents you name it. Food, shoes, clothing—everything is. This guy is mucking up everything. He's making it worse for for uh, Americans. And you know what? He's making it worse for Americans. He making it. He's making it a lot worse for America. Because he just don't give a fuck. Donald Trump does not give a good fuck. He doesn't care what you think, I think, he doesn't care what I say or anybody else to say, even if they're his supporters. He don't care. Because farmers, uh, they're decrying these tariffs. But Trump doesn't give a damn. He's, he's living in a warped universe. While the Republicans in Congress who control Congress, they are doing nothing. So they're just as bad as Trump because they're letting this guy just ruined and screw over everything because they're too fr- afraid to confront him. They're too afraid to actually represent the American people and to represent the United States of America and to represent the Constitution of the United States. So the only thing we've got going now, and a lot of us have depended on Mueller to do something, but it doesn't seem like he's going to uh, uh, help us out here. So we're going to have to vote. We're going to have to vote because Donald Trump won this one when Mueller said that there would be no criminal. there's Currently, there is no criminal uh, investigation into Donald Trump. Currently, the word is currently. That's the operative word, and everybody knows that. So just because he's not investigating Donald Trump for criminal behavior at this time doesn't mean that he will not do it sometime in the future. Uh, But somehow I find that a little bit ironic. I think Mueller knows everything he needs to know, and he has everything that he needs to have to put this guy away, to get this guy out of the White House. I really do, I just think he's just lying to us. Maybe he's trying to bait Donald Trump, I've heard that. But a, if he's trying to bait Donald Trump uh, into talking, talking uh, to him by lying, I think that's, uh, a no, I, think, I don't think that's right. I don't know what's going on, we don't know what's going on, but I do know that Mueller let a lot of people down when he said he wasn't investigating Donald Trump's behavior currently not investing donald trump's behavior currently could be he will never investigate donald trump's behavior it's something there but remember bob Mueller, the special counsel that we all was raving about and hoping that he was on our side seemed as though he's really not on our side i hope i'm wrong i hope that changes but in light of the latest reports on this russian investigation I don't know. Uh, None of us know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know uh, all of this stuff. All we know is what Donald Trump continues, that Donald Trump continues to make us look bad around the world. Donald Trump continues to wreck America. And um, nobody's doing anything. So it's going to be up to us. It's going to be up to the voters. If, if Mueller can't seem to do anything, if he's taken a back seat to Donald Trump, uh, we have to do it. The voters, we have to do this. The people of America. Remember, I've said this before. There are 320 million people in the United States. 320 million people. And Donald Trump is just one person. Why in the hell are we taking his shit? Why? It doesn't make sense. Why in the hell are we taking the crap of the Republicans in Congress? They should. The, there, there should be some amendments change in the Constitution that when, a, that when a politician becomes corrupt or when a politician doesn't live up to uh, his promises uh, and, and to his constituency, that he should be removed from, he or she should be removed from office immediately. And for politicians, Start acting stupid and dumb and saying dumb stuff, they should be removed from office, period. If politicians don't, they act as if they're not on the side of the people who put their asses in office, they should be removed. It should be some sort of, some sort of clause or amendment in the Constitution to say that. It, sh- it shouldn't have to be that when a politician screws up in office or becomes corrupt, or becomes a criminal, we shouldn't have to wait till two years or four years or eight years to get them out of office. They should be out of office immediately, immediately. This is how they get us because uh, uh, immediately, you know, but since nothing like that is in the constitution, which I think it should be, and maybe someone listening to the show might bring that up at the next congressional meeting. (laughs) <laughs> um but anyway it's 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 720 in the city of chicago that that's daylight saving stands for the end springtime but it's cold as hell. um uh you've been listening to the george wilder jr show make sure you check out my writings on amazon uh george wilder jr and plenty of stuff come up and if you have a book you want to talk about you get something you want to say uh you can always uh, uh send me an email or something or give me a call or something and uh We'll see what we can do. Uh, all right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Vlog Talk Radio, and we've been talking about Donald Trump and his trade wars. Uh, I, still think, I still think, and I say this again, that Donald Trump's talking out of his ass, and I'll say this again. I think Donald Trump is trying to distract us. Donald Trump knows how to distract. That's about the best thing he knows how to do in government is distract us from talking about one thing that we're focused on, and he comes out of his ass with something else that we have to focus on and all of this is just dangerous, it's dangerous, and a lot of people say, well, don't pay attention to a lot of things Donald Trump says. you have to pay attention to what he says because he's the president of the united states he can he can have us all killed he 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 can have us all killed in a nuclear war, you know he's got his hands on the button, you know. So you have to pay attention to what this guy says you cannot ignore him like so many people are i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that's ignoring donald trump there's a lot of people out there that's ignoring a lot of things that they should not be ignoring and uh, because this is going to affect them also you got so many people out here who say, well i'm not gonna vote i don't think i have to vote all right, when your rental assistance gets snapped up or your food stamps get taken away or your job is is taken away because of these tariffs and you can't afford anything, then you have nothing to say. You have nothing to say about what's going on in the government. And some people are probably proud to have nothing to say. But what always surprises me sometimes, folks, is that how dumb and stupid and ignorant some people are, and they're proud to be that. They're proud to be that. I hate to say that, but it's true. you got a lot of people with low intelligence, uh, uh, real, really low intelligence, and they're proud of themselves for that. I mean... <laughs> And they think, and a lot of them with low, low intelligence, they really, really think they're smart. We got to, we have to brighten these people up. We have to, you know, educate people. Uh, the Trump administration is not concerned about educating people. They want to keep people dumb. They want to keep people stupid. You really, really, we really, really got to do something about the educational system in, in, in America. I think it, I, I'm like Bernie Sanders. I think Getting an education, going to college, I think it should be free. People have to smarten up. They have to smarten up, you know, but uh, uh, I think healthcare in this country should be free. No way you should be paying any kind of money to go see a doctor. Every other developed country, just about every other developed country have free healthcare. When we, when we go to the doctor, we get a bill, a big one. That's ridiculous. A bill that most of us can't afford to pay for. Hospital bills, doctor bills that drive people into bankruptcy. People lose, lose their homes, their, their cars. Uh, uh, kids can't afford to go to college anymore because of doctor bills. That's ridiculous. That is totally ridiculous. We have to do something, folks. And one of the things we have to do, we have to vote there is no doubt about that uh, stop depending on robert Mueller to do something about trump hoping he will get trump out uh it may not happen it may not happen it doesn't look like happen it's going to, it doesn't look like it's going to happen uh because of the latest revelation that uh has come out of the uh mother investigation that donald trump uh currently is not uh a criminal target. Um, So therefore we have to make sure we get out here and vote, 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 vote. I'm not saying anything about Robert Mueller because current currently is the operative word but still I don't understand it. I I, I really don't understand anything about this but um, we just have to stay tuned and see what happens but we do have to vote folks
1: Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Heaven help the roses if the bombs begin to fall. Heaven help the Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day. Never help the white man in better way. Never help the man who kicks the man as a wall. Ever helped my song.
0: thursday all right have a great evening have a great weekend whichever one comes first bye-bye from the george wilder jr show bye i don't know i'm gonna try and do eight o'clock i might as well i'm gonna be on a lot longer so people are trying to listen